0: Hey, friends, Welcome back to the special Kind of motherhood podcast and welcome back to the third episode in my series of just navigating the holiday holidays as a neurodiverse family or a family that has a child with a disability. Just those different dynamics that we can really come up against as we are going through the holiday season. Today we're actually going to talk about how we navigate the holidays when we have a child who has food allergies, or maybe we have food allergies or some kind of food sensitivities, cross reactivities to foods, all of those things that can often be common. Whenever you have a child who has some kind of other health or developmental struggle, it's definitely common to also have food allergies or food sensitivities. And really planning the holiday season around that, it can often put a damper on enjoying the holidays, because so much of the holidays is surrounded by food. And so what do we do when we feel like we can't actually enjoy the food that normally we would have, and we can't partake with people around us? I want to give you some just some different tips on how you can still enjoy yourself, how you can still be included. And enjoy the holiday season despite any kind of food allergies or sensitivities that you might be dealing with. So let's go ahead and get started. Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is a podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. Hey, mamas, have you really been looking for a community of like-minded mamas who can give you different tips on homesteading, holistic living, just getting rid of those chemicals in your home, dealing with food allergies or food sensitivities, I have a solution for you. I actually have a free Facebook community. We would love to have you over there. Come join us at bit.ly slash motherhood community. And I cannot wait to see you over there and to hear from you and get to know you better. All right, friends. So I i know, oh goodness, do I know how difficult it can be to navigate going to these holiday events, or quite frankly, even just eating somewhere that's not your own home when you have a variety of food allergies or food sensitivities. I think I've shared this before, but between my family, honestly, we have probably now at this current time, it has changed because we do some testing just to see. But I would say currently we have at least 15 foods that we have to avoid in some form or another. Now, not all of these are true allergies. A lot of them are actually food sensitivities or they are cross reactions to foods. And this just basically for my family specifically happens because we do struggle with some different autoimmune issues. And so especially a lot of times with autoimmune disease, you tend to have a leaky gut. And that means that particles of your food honestly can end up in, they, they come out of the gut lining because there are holes in it and they end up in the bloodstream. And that can just cause some issues with different reactions in the body. But what can happen with cross reaction is actually that your body. So for, I'll give myself as an example. Um, I have struggles. I have sensitivities towards wheat. I also have an autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So basically what happens is I have reactions to wheat, but the body can sometimes get confused and it will begin to recognize other particles of food. So maybe I'm not consuming wheat, but I'm consuming large about amounts of bananas. Well, the body can actually get confused and it can begin to look at those particles of bananas as if they were wheat. So you actually begin reacting to foods such as bananas that you don't actually even have a sensitivity to as if they were wheat. And that's what we deal with a lot, especially, like I said, those of us who have autoimmune disease, because the body gets confused. And so therefore, I think I'm doing a wonderful job because I'm not eating any gluten or any, I'm not having oats, things like that, that I know. I struggle with, but then I find out later, well, actually your body was reacting to apples and lentils and all of these things that I was consuming on a consistent basis without realizing that it was just continuing to create this inflammatory response and also preventing my gut from healing the way that it needs because it's just constantly being triggered by these foods. So we've really been on this journey of how can we cut these foods out of our diet? How can we figure out what exactly we're having issues with and really the focus is to heal the gut so that it stops leaking these food particles out so that everything is able to function as it should without us having these reactions to foods. So all of that to say, that was a little bit of a off subject. (laughs) Sorry about that. But all of that to say, we have dealt with a, a large variety of having to limit foods in our diet, and it's different for each person, all of that. And so I get the stress and overwhelm that can come With really trying to juggle feeling normal, honestly, feeling like you can participate whenever you aren't able to eat a lot of these foods. The thing that I do want to say, and I know this isn't going to really help you if you are at the start of this and this feels very new and very unfamiliar, but I do want to encourage you that it gets easier over time. I have not, I I have been avoiding like oats, wheat, for sure, those two, for years. My goodness, at least two, maybe three years now. And there are a lot of other foods that I also have to avoid apples, like I mentioned, lentils, um, things like that. And what I have noticed obviously, this is not a forever thing. This is a let's get the body to heal. Let's get the gut to heal. Let's reverse this autoimmune issue so that then you can consume these foods in the long run. But what I have found is that. A lot of the foods that I used to consume, let's talk even gluten, gluten gluten-filled foods, cakes, pies, cookies, whatever, I don't really miss them anymore. So I want to encourage you that it does get easier over time. As you're consistent with it, your taste buds change, what you are used to changes. I'm just as thrilled with a sweet potato with grass-fed butter and a sprinkle of brown sugar as I would a cookie. And to look at myself three years ago, I would not have thought that was possible but it's just the reality of what you eat. You really, you begin to crave and you just adapt to that. So that's what I want to encourage you with. If you're in a season where this is all new, I just want to say it's okay that it feels really hard, but it's not going to feel like this forever. I promise it will get better. You will find replacements that you enjoy and it will be okay. So just keep hanging on. Just keep doing the best you can and and just know that, it's absolutely outable. I love that. Everything is figure outable. I can't remember whose quote that is, but it's 100% true. And so with that being said, I'll give you some other tips. One thing I would say is plan ahead. Make sure that you are deciding, hey, I can't have these desserts, but I really want something. So plan ahead. Practice a few times. If you love pumpkin pie, try maybe you can't have any kind of grains. Figure out a grain-free crust that you can make using nuts if you could have them as a great alternative figure out a grain-free crust that you can make and make your pumpkin pie. Maybe you can't have dairy, but you can have the gluten. We'll figure out a dairy alternative for, you know, whatever you would normally use for the pumpkin pie. But what I want to say is don't save (laughs) trying the recipe until the night before you need it. Go ahead, get the ingredients, make sure that you actually like the recipe, that you liked how it it turned out, because there's nothing more disappointing than showing up making this recipe, not trying it, showing up, trying it there, realizing you don't like it, it's gross. And then you're like, forget it. I feel like a failure. I'm just going to eat the gluten-filled stuff anyways. So if you can just make sure you're actually finding something that you really like a replacement, trying it beforehand, making sure you enjoy it. So when you go, you feel like you have something that's very enjoyable to you. I have found that to be very helpful And still feeling like, hey, when everyone's sitting around the table eating dessert, I can still sit with them and chat and eat dessert and know that I'm filling my body with good foods that are not going to harm it. I always just say, I want to always bring safe options for myself and my children. I want them to be able to experience life just like everyone else. I want them to be able to enjoy foods just like everyone else. So again, if it's something for my kids, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not going to Make it just before and then hope that they like it. I'm going to give it to them a couple different times. Make it a special event. Oh, we're trying out recipes for Thanksgiving. Let's see. Do you like this one? Do you, is this the one you want to bring? Make it a big thing. Make it fun. Make it where they feel like this is their special treat and they're so excited to have it on Thanksgiving day when they go hang out at grandma's house or whatever the thing is. But just making sure you are just planning ahead, giving them safe options that are fun. It's not like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't have this. You have to eat this really build it up prior to just take a few times to try a few different recipes. Let them even vote on it. Which one's your favorite? Which one do you want us to take down? Just make it a fun event and just give yourself that, that extra time to make sure that you are making it enjoyable for yourself and for them. And then also it's just going to relieve stress because you're not going to show up somewhere and wonder what it is you can eat. So, For instance, if you know that they're going to be having a bunch of foods that you can't eat, then either what I would do is either one, eat before or two, ask, hey, can I bring a couple of sides and bring some safe options that are going to work for you and your specific family. And that's the thing is if you are wanting your child or yourself to avoid foods, I do definitely say plan ahead, plan to bring your own stuff, communicate with wherever you're going. Hey, we have these foods that we're trying to avoid But at the same time, don't expect for them to completely change their menu for you. That's especially if you have someone who is not used to cooking without those foods, it's going to be very difficult for them. So I have just found it easier to work with whatever is there that I can eat or that my children can eat and then bring some stuff in to kind of fill in the gaps. I just find that to be easier because I'm not having to be stressed out about, oh no, are we going to get down there and there's not going to be anything for them to eat or nothing for me to eat. Just kind of planning ahead, communicating with wherever you're going, but at the same time, not saying, "Hey, I need you to change up everything because we can't have those things," because that would be extremely difficult as well for wherever you're going. And you know, they might have their own they might have their own traditions that they stick with that they really enjoy those foods. And so we do want to be mindful of that, but at the same time, we can we get to be in charge of making sure that our family still has fun, enjoyable food as well. And it's something that we absolutely can do. And like I said, it just takes a little bit of intentionality and planning ahead. And also another thing I would say, just avoid excluding yourself or your kids. So eat with others, get to enjoy fellowship around foods and around the table. Those things that bring you joy, laughing with people over coffee and and a piece of cake or whatever. Don't exclude yourself from that. Find ways to really still let everyone be involved and enjoy themselves. And that's why, like I said, it's just essential to plan ahead so that you can really have this fun environment and this fun experience around the holiday season. I just want to empower you that you still can go and enjoy the holiday season while giving yourself and your family foods that will make them feel good. And it is about prioritizing what is the most important to you. And this is where my my very last tip this would actually be probably the most important in my opinion which is to give yourself grace. So, maybe you're not going to avoid everything on the list. Now, this is obviously we're not talking about true allergies here. If you have a true allergy, I've had a child with an anaphylactic allergy in the past. I absolutely understand the seriousness of that. Not at all what I'm talking about here, but if you have like cross react reactivity to foods or you have sensitivities, all of those kind of things, it may be possible for you to give yourself grace for that day. It may be possible for you to give your child grace for that day. Maybe that's what actually works best for you in this season. Maybe you don't have time or the mental bandwidth to plan out a bunch of recipes and you decide, you know what, instead for that day, I'm going to let them eat the cookies that have gluten in them. I'll be honest, I I do that with my kids a lot of times. I will say, you know what, you love those favorite treats, you get them only at Christmas, and it's going to be okay. So for me, this really does depend on the food and how the person reacts. So if I have kids who don't really have a strong reaction to a food, if they have it in a very short period of time, so like they have a small amount one day, and they don't really seem to struggle with that, then I am a lot more likely to let them go ahead and consume that food for the special occasion. Whereas with myself, for instance, if I eat gluten, a lot of times I will end up feeling like I have a fever. I feel like I'm getting sick. I end up covered in a rash and it's just not worth it to me. So I will tend to give myself alternative solutions. I also will obviously bring them for them as well, but I'm not going to be extremely strict with them in that area on these special occasions. And that's just what works for us. I think you have to be very honest about what works best for you. Yeah, There are absolutely times, and I, I do often find alternatives for the foods that they really enjoy that are safe for them to eat. I love doing that. But maybe you don't really have the ability to do that right now. And that's absolutely understandable. I think giving yourself grace is extremely important. And I also, if we do this, I will just make sure that we are supporting anyone's body who consumed something that might be causing them issues. Some ways that we do that would be to use some kind of binder. So I typically will bring charcoal capsules with us my children can't necessarily swallow capsules, but I will honestly break it open and put some in some juice for them. And then just making sure we're supporting their gut. So, you know, things like collagen, bone broth, all of those things are great in supporting the gut lining. And also digestive enzymes are another thing that I think of when it comes to consuming foods. And, you know, depending on what you're struggling with, there can be enzymes for specific things like if it's gluten, if it's lactose, there are different enzymes to help break down different things in the body. So those are things that I have found to be really helpful if we are going to choose to consume these foods anyways in just making sure okay, are you getting extra rest? Am I making sure you're well hydrated? Have I given you some charcoal? Do you have digestive enzymes to help to Break down that food that your body is probably going to struggle with. I love to give Earthly's anti-inflammatory tincture as well to calm any inflammation in the body. That's like a go-to for me. If I feel like I'm reacting to something and I don't know what, I will pull out that anti-inflammatory. I'll actually link it below in the show notes. And I will take some of that just to help my body with the inflammation that it's struggling with at at that time. So I think just if you're going to choose that, be wise about it, be intentional, decide, weigh weigh the risk versus the benefits, which obviously you know your specific child, you know how they react when they have those foods. Is it worth it or not? Is it worth it for you or not? Do you feel like you can have the bandwidth to really provide alternative solutions or not? And if you don't, just plan ahead. Take a little first aid bag with you with some charcoal and some digestive enzymes and make sure you take extra water and all of that stuff just so that you can help to kind of offset those negative effects that might come from consuming those foods. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that you all enjoy this holiday season and I cannot wait to see you back next week. Have a wonderful week. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.